We are uh, continuing here in Tomer Dvora, and uh, he's, he's speaking here in the Sefer about what are practical ways that a person can ensure that they're able to be modest and not and not become a kind of person that's overly that's overly haughty. So last week we spoke about being boreach mehakavod. Last week we spoke a little bit about avoiding and running away from certain kind of situations where it'll play into your gaiva and you'll demand more of it. Here he has a second piece of advice in terms of what a person can do to ensure that one becomes humble. You should get used to seeing yourself uh, as lowly. Get used to seeing yourself as not a person that is so chashev. And you should say to yourself the following. The fact that other people around me don't realize that I'm actually pretty lowly, so what? I shouldn't buy into the false narrative that is around me that people tell me that I'm wonderful and people tell me that I'm great and everything is good. I shouldn't believe too much in that kind of a false narrative. What? I don't know myself how lowly I am? So who cares that people tell me all day, like, you're the best, you're amazing, I know what I am. In beheder hayadia. If it's because I lack a certain knowledge of Torah. So people don't know how much I lack. But if they knew, so then I, I have to know. And they don't know the extent to which I'm really incapable. People don't know about my limitations. They're not aware of those things. But I am. And this he says is that, is that everyone goes to the bathroom. Everyone's engaging in activities at times that are not classy. And are not fancy. That's why, you know, it relates to like Paro and Mitzrayim, like Dafka going to the, in, in the Nile. It's not, it's part of it's the godliness, part of it's because to do that kind of activity is a bazillion thing. So everyone has this. So I, I can remind myself of, uh, of what I think I really am and to highlight and get used to some of the more lowly parts of me. So let's, let's unpackage a whole lot that is, uh, that's present here. First, as follows. The entire avod that we should have framed this, of working on, on gaiva and, and, and focusing on a certain kind of anava, so that is something which is in and of itself a little bit dangerous. Rav Wolby, they quote, they say in the name of Rav Wolby, that in our generation we should work a little bit less on gaiva, that many more people struggle with a lack of self-esteem rather than a, you know, overconfidence in gaiva and don't play up and don't talk about gaiva too much. That definitely makes sense and conversations that I have with people, that seems to be confirmed. I speak to more people, I think, who suffer from, you know, not as much self-esteem, even though they could be amazingly talented. But sometimes they themselves, I speak to more people with that than I do speak to people that are like, I only have to interact with that many, like, real serious top-tier balagaifa. I haven't had that many of guys that I've spoken to over the... I didn't say it's impossible, I was saying. I just think I speak to that many. I think that many. But, but the idea is definitely true. And therefore, while we're talking about the section in terms of Vorov and Ramak, I want to frame things in a way which I think is very much sensitive to that. The, the etzem the yisod here, etzem the yisod here, of, of not buying into a narrative, to a narrative around you. So that's already a Gemara, Mestachas, Nida and Daflamid. Many, many point that out. When the Gemara tells us in Nida that, that, that a baby is taught, kol Torah kula in a womb, that when you come out, then the Malach touches you, and then all of your Torah gets, all of your Torah gets forgotten. So the Gemara speaks about a Shvua, that we are Mashbian, this child, at Yom Leida. Shvua, we make the child take. So the Gemara says, 
that, that you should be a tzaddik, don't be a rasha. Even if the whole world tells you that you're a tzaddik, view yourself on some level like a, like a rasha. So the Gemara here on some level in Masechus Nida seems to be telling us, don't buy into the narrative so much. Don't buy into this. People will tell you sometimes how great you are. And it's important to be able to take that with a grain of salt. When everyone says, oh my gosh, you're unbelievable. So it doesn't mean that I can't hear a compliment. Compliments play a very, very important role. Compliments are one of the ways that I learn things about myself. That when people give me a compliment, so especially if it's thoughtful and it's specific and it's focused, this is how I can learn something about what makes me unique, what makes me special. If I can't hear a compliment, it's very, very tricky. That's why I always think that there's a lot of... of lot. There, there are not that many times where you are hearing people speak about you in very nice, clear, open ways where they are preparing to do so. We spoke about this a little bit a couple nights ago about the mile of like Chavrusa letters at the end of a Chavrusa, a meaningful letter. So I always thought, you know, at Hespedim, it doesn't do that much for you anymore, you know, to hear how, how, how great you were at that point in time. You're getting no more insight. I always thought that that's actually one of the reasons why one of the more powerful speaking opportunities a person can get is at a friend's ofruf. At a friend's ofruf, that is an opportunity for you to be able to share quality insights about that person, highlight some of what makes them unique. Uh, but now it's, it's come into just making fun of other people. So I happen to be, I'm not sure I buy that narrative totally. Uh, it is also that. That's for sure true, and that, that's probably a very big problem, I guess. But, but done right, there are some... I remember from my ofruf, I had a couple friends who spoke who, who made fun of me. I didn't think it was inappropriate. I thought it was witty. You know, It was good. It wasn't rude. Uh, and, and the compliments were fantastic. It gave me insight into things about myself that were very, very helpful. So hearing compliments can be very, very beneficial because otherwise I can only interpret myself based on my own understanding, but hearing from other people can be very worthwhile. But nevertheless, the Gemara Nida is conveying the idea that not fully buy into a particular narrative. If everyone's telling you how awesome you are, and, and it's important to provide a degree of context. You know, how many people here, you know, this is like one of these scenes, like, you are in Eretz Yisrael now and you're learning, and even though... There's a lot going on here. Like you're still pushing through, and you're learning babasra and doing, and all those shmuzin which are true and which are important. I don't know if we give those shmuzin here, but if that, I, it's not my style the same way. But let's pretend that we did, you know. And uh, and this is so wonderful, and this is so great. So it's all, it's all true, but it has to be viewed in a particular context of not being overly, of not being overly, you know, foolish of believing that you already are what you need to do, and therefore I don't need to grow or develop because I'm already great. Rishonim and many Achronim, in particular in Torah of Hasidus, note that even that line of, you know, of Afilakolam Kulo tells you that you're a tzaddik, Yehebe seems to be mefurish against the Mishnah in the second parak of Perkei Avos, because the Mishnah in Perkei Avos tells us that you shouldn't view yourself as a Russia. So we already see the tension in Chazal. I should view myself as a Russia in question, I should not view myself as a Russia, you know, in question, different things. A lot of Mahalchem, Rabbi Yonah has a Mahalach there in Perkei Avos. Uh, the Baltanya has a little bit of a well-known mahalach, a lot of different mahalachim that are, that are there. But part of the idea, I think, on the most simple level, is that there's a degree of tension which is here. I don't view myself as a Russia in the sense of viewing myself as being entirely worthless and capable, and that there's nothing I could do that I could ever get out of this. The, what, what, what the Gemara needs is conveying is to not buy the narrative how you're the holiest person ever, how everything is all, is all good. What the Ramak is explaining here in Tomer Dvora is the need to temper that. That when people tell you that you're all good, so again, I would say there's benefit, there's benefit in hearing that a bit. But what he's saying is, y- you have to remind yourself sometimes, I hear what he's saying, but in truth, in truth, mm, 
there are still some things. I, I'm, I'm not where I need to be in the Diyas HaTorah. I'm not, and my capabilities are, are, are not so chashev and so unbelievable. And I'm, end of the day, uh, this guy goes to go to the bathroom, like anybody else goes to the bathroom. There's something there which I think is, is important and which I think is, you know, is there. But to be able to convey, I'm not, I'm not all the way, I'm not all the way present. That is chashev, especially for people who are more talented. If you're a guy that doesn't know anything mamish, so then that's one thing. But we're talking about a person who maybe does know a little bit and does know a little bit to have the confidence to be able to say like, Choser Yedia, I'm really not holding in Torah in the way that I would ideally want to be holding in Torah. Like there's something on some level which is, which is missing here for what I ideally want it to be and that is challenging for me. And that is challenging for me that I don't have that same kind of Yedia Torah. Remember, there was someone who spoke once when I was Shana Aleph, Shana Bet in the yeshiva. Uh, I think it was Rezef Kohn from, uh, from Chicago. Is that possible? Did he give a schmooze here? No, the notes that he lost, that's, that was great. But he also said, he also said two other things. One of the things I think he said was that you have to know how your Rebbe is, uh, how your Rebbe, you have to know the Mesora you come from. Who's your Rebbe's Rebbe? And I think he said you have to be able to go back all the way to the, to, to the Grah that you should not be learning by anyone if you can't go back all the way to the Gura. I think he said that, maybe not. But I remember there, because there was a guy there whose father was very involved in the Ish Kodesh at the time. So that, that father was like, well, where am I sending my kid to Yeshiva? You know, like, that, that the Gura? Like, why would that vote you want to be? Fine, that was one thing. But one of the things he said was that there are only two kinds of people who are really very positive about their Yediyah Satorah. Either, he said, it's someone maybe like the Madrega of Ravel Yashif. He was still alive then at the time. Ravel Yashif has a certain degree of clarity. He could be confident, you know, in the world of Torah, or a complete Amaretz is, is, is totally confident in their Torah. I know this is Mutter. A lot of people in the middle live with a lot of questions. Like, Kiv Eger has a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions going on. Sveikos of what do I know, what do I don't know, and things like that. So, Choser Hayadia becomes important not because, not Choser Hayadia, you know, the guy that knows nothing. Sometimes those guys, like, they think they know everything. We're talking here about Choser Hayadia, we're talking about a phenomenon in which someone is, is learned. And maybe you are more learned than the person next to you. And maybe you are more learned than, than, than others. But the Choser Hayadiyah becomes important to remember about how much there isn't, how much a person, you know, doesn't know. And that becomes very, very important. And the more Choshev you are, the more that there is a, the more there's a risk of, like, you buying into, you know, a particular, a particular narrative. And that's, and that's very, very important. That's Choser Hayadiyah. That's Choser Hayadiyah. He does have another comment here, and, and we'll try to, I guess, elaborate a little bit. There's just a ha'ara that, that some point out. Why is it so embarrassing that a person has to go to the bathroom? Like, why is that a function of them doing anything wrong? That he's like, when you think about how much of a bizillion there is, like, you have to go to the bathroom. Some point out there on Ban writes in Perish Torah that etzim the fact that we have to go to the bathroom is a function of chait. That pre-chait Adam Harishon, pre-man messing up, all the food we would eat would be nivla in our evarim. It would be totally enveloped by us, then we would never have to go to the bathroom at all. I mean, that's also a, it's also a function on some level, that's a function of, uh, of, of chet, that's a function of chet, and there are those who Dafka emphasize this in a really intriguing way. Some point out in the Sefer Reish's Chachma, they point out even like this kind of an avoda, like if a person wants to remember how, how not ideal and how not awesome they are, sometimes you can remember, this is in Reish's Chachma, Shar Ha'anava, Paragimel. And when a person goes into the bathroom, they could say, Omrim lo They could say, look at you and look, and look what's going to end up being with you. Like, this is, this is your place on some level, on some level. And, and again, there's something about that. There's something about that which is very, 
which is very, very real and which is very, very powerful. It's very powerful. I want to elaborate on the broader sort of context for a little bit, if that is, uh, if that is okay. If that is okay. So I'm supposed to be margil my machshava liros bibiziono, to be able to be comfortable seeing myself not where I really want to be. And even if people tell me certain things about how great I am, I'm supposed to be able to be willing to say, eh, not really, eh, not really. It's an interesting thing. Because there are three nikudas that, that, that somebody's already mentioned I should think about. One is my lack of Yadiyah Satorah. I get why my lack of Yadiyah Satorah is a, uh, is a, that's, you know, that's on me. The Bizayon HaMaychel, the Hefer Shayotzimimenu, the eating and, and having to, to go to the bathroom also is somewhat lowly. But one of the things he points out here, which I think is interesting, is Chulshas Hayicholas that a person can reflect upon their inability to accomplish certain things. There are limitations on my talents and my abilities. There are, there are limitations on my, on my talents. The, the Ramchal writes in Mesil Shisharim in Perek Chav Beis, Ki yefshar la'adam be'ezim madrega she'yiyem in hashlemos, she'yiyem bo chesronos rabim. It is almost, this is an important point, it is kim'at impossible to achieve authentic and real shlemus in this world. Im o mitzad maisev, it could be your actions, o mitzad tivo, o mitzad mishpachto, krova. They're all limitations. Built in, you can never be perfect. Like, built in, you can never be perfect. And in that sense, there's something which is very demoralizing about that, but also can keep a person in check. There is no one who's really perfect. There's no one who's all, who's all good. And etzem that mitzias means on one level that I have chesrono, so I can't buy into a narrative how perfect and great I am because no one can be perfect. And I think all of this though does lead us to a to to the flip side. The flip side also, it's a misa that uh, that they used to say over about uh, about the Avnei Nazar. I think it's a well-known Misa. I think we've said it over here in this, when we learned of Cook, I think we said it over a bunch of years ago. I apologize. I don't think we said it over recently, but I still apologize for the repetition. But they, they tell over the, the, the following well-known, it's a Misa, that when the Avnei Nazar was a Kutzke Rebbe's son-in-law, and he was, uh, he had gotten very, very sick. He had gotten very, very sick. You know the story? He had gotten very sick. So the, uh, so the Avnei Nazar's father was the Agudas Ezov, also a Chashvatam but he, the Avinazer, he was a kid. He was very, very sick. He's probably in his, I don't know, probably late teens or something like that. Married to the Kutzke Rebbe's daughter, and he was very sick. So the Agudas Ezov, the Avinazer's father, went to his mechut and went to Kutzke Rebbe and said, "Can you daven for, can you daven for the Avinazer? Can you daven for the Sakachaver? You know, for the Sakachaver? Yeah." He said, "Can you daven for the Avinazer?" Avinazer was a real eloy, like a real eloy. Mice is about his shaduchim, real eloy. So uh, the Kutzke said, "Why would I daven for him?" So the Kutzke has a certain sharpness. He's like, he knows all of Torah. Shas, he's got it all. He knows all of Torah. He's this is the guy we, we need. He's like, he does not know all of Torah. I don't even think he's that chashev. And he's like, what do you mean? He has a, and he's like, he's like, he's just not that impressive. He's not that impressive. Like, you know, like whatever it was. The whole thing. So finally, he, he gets better. He gets better. So Guzezov, as sometimes I imagine, Muchatanim um, have this shayla. Like, do I share with my son what the father-in-law said or not? You know, there's like that kind of a, uh, that kind of a question. And he says, you know what? I guess I'll go for it. So he says to his son, he says, I got to tell you something. Your father-in-law, like, Weird stuff, you know? Interesting stuff. When you were sick, I said, yeah, he does mice over. So I mean, said to his, said to his father, he said, no, my father-in-law got it. He got shot. He got shot. He said, you were basically saying that I'm already, I'm already, like I, I, I've achieved shlemus. I know all of Torah already. I've mastered Torah. And that's where it is. Like you're already all good. 
And the Kutzker was saying, if that's your orientation, their Bar Shalom is going to take him now. Because he was already a cheap shlema, so why is he alive anymore? Like, what else does he have to do? Like, it is what it is. He said, the fact that you're alive, he said, he's trying to say, he hasn't done anything yet for what he could do. You think he's good now? There's so much more Torah he could learn. You think he's a person now? There's so much more he could accomplish. So Bar Shalom says, okay, that's already a taina. There's so much more he could do. I'll keep that person. I'll keep that person alive. I think the Ispitzer says, that's pshat. That's pshat in the, in the, uh, in the Maisa, in the in Moshe Rabbeinu, in Parshnitzah, Lo uchal odla tzeis v'lavo. Moshe before he dies, that can't come and go anymore. Ishbosheth says Moshe Rabbeinu at that point in time he was locked in. He was so good he couldn't get bigger, he couldn't get smaller. He was locked in where he was. And Baruch Shalom says we don't need to be alive anymore. Meaning much as everything Tomer's word says is accurate. I don't buy into a false narrative. I know that I have a master Torah. I don't buy into a false narrative. I know that I I know that I have limitations in my capacity. I don't buy into a false narrative that I'm perfect because I, I, I know what happens in the bathroom. I, I, I get all those things. But much as that is true, and here's the flip side of it, cold man, a person is b'chayim. Cold man, a person is good. This is where the mission of us comes in. I'll tell you Rosh And you can't use Choser HaYecholas as an excuse from being excellent. Choser HaYecholas here means, Choser HaYecholas means that I can't be perfect. It doesn't mean that as long as I'm alive, I can strive and I can do more. I can strive and I can do more. There's always, always a lot more that I could be uh, that I could be able to do. That I could be able to do. It's a little bit of a wild story. I think I have two minutes. This I only said over in twenty years. It's, a, it, it, it's an I don't think it's an amazing. It's an amazing story. That uh, you have to say it correctly. That I believe there's a Misa once that there was an Ishbitz by the by the by Ishbitz by the Redziner. So there was a there was a certain like walkway where there's only room for one person at a time. There was an older chassan of the Ishbitzer that, that, that was an anical, was a grandchild of Simcha Banam Pshischa. Simcha Pshischa was, was one of the real, one of the real greats. The Baltchelas of Gersh and Hanach Leiner, when he was a kid, apparently, you see it in his writing, he was a very like, powerful kind of a person. So as is the case, he was a kid, and in front of him was this older chassan walking in this one you know, walkway. There wasn't room for everybody. So the Rediner, as a kid, I think they said mice over, was kicking the back of the legs of the older chassan, like, no, no, let's go, I want to get by, I want to get by. Like, I'm stuck, I want to get by. He was kicking the leg. So the uh, so the so the this older chassid turned around. And he said, "I'm an anical of a banim of pshischa, like a little bit of covet here." So then the the ishbit so then he goes back and says, "And I'm an anical of the Meashiloach, who is currently the rebbe. He was a talmud of simcha banim, talmud simcha banim." So I think the older chassid said, "I'm also a chassid of the Meshiloach. I'm a chassid of the Meshiloach. The Meshiloach was a talmud of simcha banim of pshischa. He's a talmud of him." So the Rezina said back. The Rezina said back. Whatever it was. So I think when they, when they came over to the Ishbitzer and they told his mice over to the Ishbitzer, they just said, Avada, my grandchild, was wrong. He's young, he's little. Avada, he was wrong for kicking. For sure, he was, it was inappropriate. But he was right about one Nakuda. Simchabanim was greater. Simchabanim already passed away. And Kolzman, the person is alive, they have koach to achieve greater heights. So I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But Kolzman, the person's alive, it's because there's potential for more and more growth, potential for more and more that they could, that they could do. So just a, the flip side of all of this, of, of Margul Atme, not buying them the best person ever, but it has to be tempered, I think, with a particular recognition that I could do, as long as you're alive, there's an enormous amount that a person could accomplish. If you're alive, it means there's more total to learn, means more to grow. Moshe Rabbeinu, so he was on that particular Madriga. But everybody else, there's an enormous amount that we could do. Again, have a wonderful rest of your day.